Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the What the Fuck We Call Him podcast. This is episode 14 with Noah Lewis, um, and it's a real big basketball talk. We really just, um, we talk about basketball, being in the Grove, uh, how the football team's doing, how the basketball team's going to be, and just a bunch of stuff. Like, it's good catching up with Noah. I had a really good time. I hope you guys enjoy the listen. Obviously, no new sponsors, but bang, if you are down, please hit me up. I'm always down for you to sponsor me. Enjoy episode 14 with Noah. Other than that, guy, we're live. We are live. <laughs> All right, what's yeah. up, man? You sound good. Do I sound good? You sound great. Yo, I'm doing great. How are you? How's being back in the Grove? Doing well, man. Uh, just got back yesterday, so it's good to be back. You're living in Vanders. Yes, sir. Who are you living with? E, uh, Ethan Moss, Trent Mayfield, and Isaiah Africano, two teammates in Trent. So that sounds fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, I'm I'm living in like down by uh, like kind of by the McCormick parking lot. You know where that like lumber mill is right there behind like the Walter McCormick parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So like down that road, me, Kenyon, Max, and Matt live in a house down there. You gotta come yeah, check it out. I gotta come through tonight or something, bro. Facts, bro. Facts. Noah will be over there all the time, too. Noah Stevenson. Oh, yeah. That's my guy. Yeah, we've just been watching the games like every night, just chilling, drinking. You know us. I'll come kick you later. Yeah, you will. Um, so how's being home? Were you in back in Denver or where were you at? Yeah, back in Denver. I was there for about, I want to say, like five months. And then I spent some time in New York City as well. Yeah, I've never been to New York, but I've heard that it's fucking hella fast. But is it, like, different because of COVID right now? Is it, like, slowed down or what, what's going on with New York right now? So, I guess, like, at the beginning when this COVID stuff started, uh, it was more, like, it was more strict. Like, everything was closed. And I guess, like, one out of every three people had it there. Like, it was crazy. They had a huge spike. And then uh, they started wearing masks. The governor started uh, opening things back up and then all the restaurants are actually like outside now you can't eat inside in New York so all the streets have like tables and chairs and all kinds of stuff um, on the outside so like the streets are kind of more condensed and then there's nobody on the sidewalks so it was kind of a ghost town actually yeah when I first went back to Vegas um the strip was closed, obviously. It's still not fully open, I don't think. But me and some of my friends, we, like, longboarded down the strip, and it was the craziest thing ever because, like, I would – you'll never see that again where there's nobody on the strip. There's only just a couple cars driving, and, like, we were just longboarding down. And it was literally, like, I was witnessing history. It was, it was the craziest thing. Right, right. This whole thing is witnessing history, bro. Um, Like – me and my girl went down there too because she works for this uh for like this charity give tribe so she's like a logistics assistant so we had to go down there and take pictures of the strip because the strip lit up for like the blue lives for like saving lives and covid and stuff and so we had to go down there and take pictures and it was just it's just crazy like being down there i don't know if you've ever been to vegas but it's like being down there and not having thousands of people walk down on the like every single sidewalk you know like hundreds of thousands of people is like is beyond me so it it was a crazy experience yeah vegas is cool bro like been to vegas a few times it's a good time yeah my friend jake who's uh actually blowing up right now and like tiktok and music and stuff he made a music video down there um while there like there was a couple people and stuff but like it was virtually empty so that shit was dope nice nice 
Yeah, so you had fun this summer? What were you doing? Just hooping? Or was it like, I mean, it was probably hard to hoop it, considering the fact they like took down all the fucking rims and shit from parks. Yeah, so they actually like didn't really do that there. But um, back in Colorado, like uh, I work out with this trainer. Um, his name is Sean Nolan, and uh, he's one of the Lakers G League coaches. Shout out to Sean Nolan. Um, and he actually like had his own gym for the summer and it was kind of like a private gym um that you pretty much have to work out with him or one of the other coaches at that gym to access um so i actually had full access to that probably from like may 10th ish all the way till i left so i it hasn't really affected me much um in terms of like workouts and stuff like that yeah that's dope yeah i had to so for like the first, like I haven't been working, working out in a gym until I got back here and Stoller finally opened, but I had literally, I was fortunate enough to have enough like dumbbells and a barbell and everything to work out in my, in my garage. Nice garage set up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was fortunate enough to have that, but I mean like a lot of my friends too, who like live in Cali, especially like just couldn't work out. So that yeah, shit I sucks. You. I know. I feel you. Um, but I was fortunate enough to play a position too in football, obviously kicking. That's like, don't really need a lot of people or, and I can like be by myself too. like the parks where we, there was only a couple parks that were open. And one of them was like this one called Acacia. So I started working out with, um, with this, a free agent punter named Vinny Franzio, shout out Vinny Franzio. And I met like Trent Siege, who's the Raiders long snapper and, uh, Jordan Ober, who's like another free agent snapper. And so I, I saw them a couple of times. We just started working me and Vinny for a long time at this just open park. So that was good stuff. So you had like a turf and you could just go to the, did you have like a turf, like where the high schools open or. So it wasn't turf and you don't really want to be kicking on turf anyways in Vegas. Cause it'd be so fucking hot. But, um, <laughs> it was, it was like, so the Keisha was like this, just, it's like, it's like this park with this just large field. And okay. so because there was no fences, they didn't close it. So like everyone was right. there, there'd, there'd be people like Marcus Mariota's coach was there working with like kids, um, the Raiders. And then, and then also I worked at this camp, this kicking camp down at all American park, which is where the Raiders practice and stuff. And the Raiders came down and like, said what's up and stuff so that was dope that's cool that's cool man at least you got after it this summer yeah it was dope i I literally like what covid actually helped me with i don't know if it did this for you but it what it helped me with is like it really like honestly i had nothing to do but work my ass off so yeah exactly yeah i think like covid really just like i don't know it kind of put things into perspective for me like i was like all right i came off an injury season last year you know, obviously had the red shirt year and you did too um, with football and your hip. So like I was just kind of in the mindset like, all right, there's nothing there's nothing really better to do than just work like you're saying. Um, so like every day that was just kind of like my priority. It's been my priority, but especially with COVID, uh, it just became it just kind of emphasized that. No, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And the fact that you can work with someone probably as talented as that late uh, Lakers G League coach is, is probably dope for you too. So that, yeah, that he's great. It's a good I opportunity. Mean, amazing opportunity. Uh, I learned so much from him. Just just like being in the gym with him and just hearing the stories and just even just like there are things that I really didn't. You really don't pick up just from like playing in a game. So then you hear it from him and then he shows you how to translate. And then after you're able to translate it in like one-on-one or two-on-two, 
that's how you start to get better. So that was really cool. Shout out Raphael. Am I right? Raphael, big Joe. That's my guy. Big Joe, man. Shout out big Joe. Did you pass this class? Yes, you did. Right. You did. Yes. So I did. Yeah. We had a, we had a little issue with that though. We're not going to talk about that. (laughs) No, we're not. That's rough. Yeah. Um, (laughs) that shit's hella funny, bro. I think, yeah. Kenyon passed too. I don't know how Kenyon passed. Sheesh. My guy, Kenyon, if you're listening, bro, just don't take accounting again, bro. <laughs> he wanted to just stay away from accounting, bro. Stay away from Big Joe. Uh, and Big wa- Joe. He wanted to uh, switch his major to like graphic design or something, but he can't because he's too far in business. Yeah, I actually changed my major to like not stuff now. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I, my major, I, my major, I'm double majoring in poli sci and philosophy. So all, all that accounting Sheesh. bullshit was just nonsense. So I mean, you didn't even need to do that. Still got an A though. I know you did, but you didn't even need to do that, bro. That was extra. I took econ too, bro. I didn't even, I had so much, I have so many business credits that I just don't need. <laughs> that's funny, bro. But at least like they're good life skills that, you know, you'll be able to take with you. You're right, because everyone needs to know how to managerial account and put shit into fucking um, <laughs> Google Excel or Excel. Uh-huh. Everyone, everyone needs to know how to do that. I mean, hey, you never know. But I know, I know for damn sure I will never need any of that shit. On God, I need to be able to know how to use Excel so I can podcast. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I need to know how to do that. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, what, I feel you. What, base. I need to know how to use base. Yeah, you need to know how to do that. And then uh, you need to make sure uh, you know what your manufacturing overhead is. <laughs> He'd be like, all right, all right. Can I ask just how, how do you get Raphael and Joe? Like, how can your name be Raphael? And then he'll be like, yeah, some people just call me Joe. Like, I think what? his name's Raphael Joe Hamilton. I think that's okay. his name. I think. I think like, his name is Raphael Joe. Going like, oh, my name's Noah, but like people call me Bob, you know? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, no, no one does that shit. Um, <laughs> I need to start calling you Bob if you want. Uh, no, no good, I think bro. I think his middle name was I think his middle name was Joe, and I don't think he wants to be called a Raffy or some shit. Raffy. <laughs> Oh man, bro! Remember he told us that story about his his son dropping the dumbbells on his phone. Yeah, bro. I was weak. That was funny. Uh, he, he was like, talking about how his son was lifting and then he just <laughs> goes, where's my phone? And he turns around and the dumbbells just on top of it. His phone's just shattered. <laughs> uh, man, shout out Raphael, man. Big what job. a guy. Tell him to tune in, bro. <laughs> Tell him to tune in, bro. He would never listen to this podcast. Why not, bro? You're, you were like, he liked you. He yeah, bro. He literally sent me an email after that class and asked me if I ever needed anything. He he got he's got me, and then yeah, asked me bro. if I was gonna major in accounting, and I said no. You easily could have been like an accounting tutor though, like that that shit came naturally to you, bro. Honestly, I'm a, not to grab my own ass or anything, but like that shit, like school has just always been easy for me. Like logic. Like everyone said that shit's hella hard and I took it and I got a 97 in it. And like, I'm about to be a smart kid, bro. You're a smart kid. I'm about to be a, the logic, um, assist, whatever it's called TA. Cause like that shit, that like, that shit's just like hard to fucking hard for other people to understand. But I feel like I can just get other people to like learn it. That'd be dope. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. So what's your end goal? What do you, uh, what do you want to like do after college? Like, do you have any plans or you don't really know at this point? You don't really need um, it. Yeah. So that's a good question. Um, so right now, um, obviously like I'm going to school and obviously I've played basketball here at Pacific. Um, so yeah, you're pretty ass know. too. Come on, I'm just bro. fucking, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Keep going. Um, nah, so like, I've just, I've just been focused on that. Um, but I found out this summer I'm actually uh, eligible for dual citizenship in three different countries. Uh, is all right, hold on, hold on. Pause real quick. How the hell do you figure that out? Like, does that, like, where do you, where does that come? Like, oh, I'm just like a valid dual citizen. Like, where does, how do you figure that shit out? So it started um, when I was, I was working out, you know, and I've always like kind of had, overseas in the back of my head like is it possible to play professionally overseas like is it something that i can really pursue is it something that i can really do um and it's always kind of been in the back of my head but i never really knew um just because you know it's it's hard to be an american and get over there because a lot of teams are particular about you know the americans that they sign um because you know it's hard to you know so mm-hmm. um, it's hard to do that as it is. So to market yourself and get on a professional team overseas is even harder, especially at my, you know, at my height. So um, I just started to think like, all right, well, what if I like wasn't American? And I kind of was talking to some agents and they were like, do you have dual citizenship or are you eligible for one? And I was like, you know what, let me find out where my family's from. I started doing a little digging on Ancestry.com. Uh, my dad actually made like a whole family tree on ancestry.com. It's pretty cool. Um, and so like I found out I have, you know, my mom's side and like, you know, they've got roots um, from all over. Um, and then I'm also Jewish. So that goes back to like the Israel side of things because um, my heritage is in Israel. My heritage and like my whole upbringing is pretty much based uh, from Israel. So yeah, that there's that, and then uh, my dad's side is actually from Poland and Germany. So, um, because I have family with the combination of like family and my heritage, I was able to figure out like, all right, I could get dual citizenships and be eligible in those three countries. Mm-hmm. And so I figured that out, and then I was like, all right, we'll see like how the next couple of years go. But uh, the plan right now is if the next couple of years go well to try to get the dual citizenship and. Uh, see if I can make something happen overseas uh, using that dual citizenship and try. To no, yeah, that's dope. That sounds super dope. That's uh, I mean, follow your dreams, bro. Like that's all anyone can tell you, bro. Is just do like Appreciate if you that, could, bro. you could play fucking basketball overseas. Play fucking basketball overseas. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Like make money doing something you want to do. I have a couple buddies who um who play uh i don't know if they still do but they did they play hockey overseas so i mean like just do whatever you want to do overseas isn't even bad too like i mean basketball is like probably i don't know maybe the second biggest sport in the world i i would think maybe but i don't know um it's 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 definitely it's definitely a big sport in other countries though is my point in europe it's getting pretty popular actually yeah so i mean I, it, that's not a bad, that's not a bad route to take. You know, if you can right. do that, I say, hey, fuck yeah, do that shit. Appreciate that, bro. What are you trying to do? You know yet? Law school. Yeah. 
Law school, huh? Yeah, you'd be a good lawyer, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying you to. You would be a great lawyer. I would actually hire you if I ever yeah. got myself in trouble. Yeah, I want to be a lawyer. Um, every, since I was a kid, my parents were always like, "You're gonna be a lawyer. You're gonna be a lawyer." And I was like, "I was like, yeah." And then I got to school and I started. Basically, last year. Last year, I took Snell's class, and it was constitutionalism, too, and basically, we just read Supreme Court cases, and I just kind of fell in love with just reading the law, honestly, and just, and like, arguing. It. And you figured out how good of a bullshit artist you are, too. Facts, bro. Facts. <laughs> I can get anyone yeah, off on anything. You you can get away with anything. I've never seen anything like it. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's why – so I'm about to take my LSAT this um, – this summer and then panning everything goes well. My, my one of my best friend from back home, his brother-in-law uh, works at a law firm and I'm going to intern there. All goes well with like COVID and everything. So I have right, some experience. That's cool, that's cool. So yeah, that's well, like say, the end goal. Follow your dreams, and then, bro. Yeah, and then like, I mean, like if I can start making money on this podcast in a couple years, bro, just keep it like on the side, just doing it. Just cause like, honestly, I really started it. Cause like one, I like talking, obviously I'm a very loud, eccentric guy, but, mm-hmm. um, but it also helps me learn. Like, it's just, it's like, like you can learn from everybody. Like everyone has something to offer, you know, even if like the people you think are not that intelligent have something to offer you, you know? Yeah. So this is a kind of like a, a learning experience for me, especially in the aspect of like listening, you know? And so I, um, if I can just keep this and get like people on who are like way higher in intelligence than me, that's like kind of like, kind of like the Joe Rogan style, you know, but like for younger people, you know, cause Absolutely. he's like up in his fifties and I'm like 20. So like, if I can just grind this out, you know, for like the younger generation might as well. Absolutely. I love it, man. I love, I love what you're doing. I, was, I actually tuned into a couple of your podcasts. I listened to one with Kenyon, uh, listened to one with Noah. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So yeah, I was, uh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you're having me on there. It's, uh, it's dope because like each podcast I've done has a different vibe to it. Like, I don't know if you, I, I did the, the Raiders barber. I had him on the podcast not too long ago and I had a, um, shout out scales, the barber on uh, Instagram. And I had, uh, Nate, the great, who's a tough enough fighter for, uh, yeah. which is, which is like the, um, MMA underneath of, uh, the UFC. And he did the first ever go, go Plata in a, um, and tough enough and so i had them on and like each escape the one with my mom was just like us rambling um the one with noah was more like friends and just like conspiracies just stuff and then the one with um nate was like about fight it was just about everything so like it's dope that every podcast i do is like different theme you know and it's just because we're just talking you know right right but yeah, so you're going to ride out the law thing. I'm going to try and ride this basketball thing out for as long as possible. I mean, it's been my goal ever since I was a kid to just um, just kind of play and see where it takes me. Obviously, it's taken me further than not only me, but I think a lot of people would ever expect. Um, so, like, I'm blessed to be in the position I'm in today. But um, if I can keep going, you know, just got to keep going and uh, see how long we can do it for. No, yeah, that's dope. I I, I was going to ask you this too because um, obviously you're a ba- big basketball guy. What do you think about the bubble right now? Ooh, the bubble. Um, yeah, so I actually know a couple guys that are there too. Um, so 
you want like my perspective or kind of some things that I've heard from, from them? Uh, let's get both go your perspective first and then go into what you heard from them. So, uh, my perspective, I think it's cool, man. I think it's great. I mean, the fact that they can play basketball, do what they're getting paid to do, and be safe. Like, I think the NBA is doing a great job. The NBA has got to be, like, one of, if not the best, like, professional sports league. I mean, Adam Silver is the GOAT. He's doing a great job. Everything like that. So, I think I think what they're they're doing is great and I think it's a great idea oh shit I wish we could have a bubble in college basketball um and then so from what other guys have told me they were like yeah I mean I've heard kind of one or two things like oh we're bored or like a lot of them have just been like it's pretty great like this is like vacation you know we just kind of hoop play golf um and hang out so No, yeah, that's dope. Um, sorry, I was plugging to my laptop because I saw I was getting a little low on the on the charge on the battery percentage. Um, but no, that's dope. I even saw Jimmy Butler has his own coffee stand in there and is charging everyone twenty dollars a cup. What a hustle! What a hustler! <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm sure they're bored. Like especially being away from their families and stuff. Like I know LeBron was talking about it, but I mean, fuck bro. LeBron, these last two games has just been insane, man. Like I, bro, he is, he's, he's different. Like I don't, I, he, like I always tell people like argument aside on who's the greatest. Like, obviously I think it's LeBron, but argument aside, he like, we're watching great greatness. We're watching no matter who you believe a top two player. And that's has ever existed and just enjoy it. Absolutely. Just enjoy. I think, I think the whole goat conversation thing too is like, I think it's just like there's no way to say like, all right, MJ was better, LeBron was better, Kobe was better, because it's one of those things where like they all played in different eras. The game was a lot different in each era, so um, it's really just like where you're at in time. Like I guarantee you, bro. Like when we're older we'll hear younger people telling us that Luka Doncic is the GOAT or Giannis or somebody. Zion, bro. Yeah, or Zion or one of these young guys who's on the come up. So I feel like it really is dependent on generation. And a lot of people, like, Mm -hmm. obviously we weren't really watching basketball when Michael Jordan was prominent. You know what I mean? Shit, I wasn't alive. alive. Yeah, Yeah. we weren't alive. And, like, for me, like, when I first got into basketball, I was, like, probably four or five, and that's when Kobe was the shit, man. Like yeah, Kobe was Kobe back then, you know? So that's why like, I am just so invested with Kobe and cause he was really like the reason why I started playing basketball and like somebody I just have looked up to my whole life. I was telling Noah the other day, cause Noah's a big, um, obviously it, listeners know a Steverson, so don't get all confused. Um, I was talking to Noah Steverson, um, on the last podcast and, uh, I was telling him, we don't really know it, especially him. Cause he was born, I mean, I was like, I could have been watching basketball before LeBron was in the league, but I probably wasn't. But like, we don't really know a league without LeBron. You know, I've never seen the NBA. Right. I've never really delved deep into the NBA without LeBron being there. And it's, it's going to be weird one day when he's not there. But here's, here's a little comparison that I want 
you to hear this is like something I like tapped into. Uh-huh. I want to see your perspective on it. So I think um, what Kobe was to MJ, okay, like how the styles of play were kind of the same and he kind of like right. differently, I think is what Zion is going to be to LeBron. I can see it. You know what I mean? Like the, the Kobe to MJ, Zion and LeBron thing. I think he has, okay. I think he has that ability to have it in him because obviously he's probably the biggest name since LeBron, right? He's the I most mean, famous high school basketball player that I've seen other than LaMelo Ball. Yeah. And I think he might even be fam- more famous than LaMelo Ball, at least at the moment. Bro, like, when we were in high school, um, Chino I remember Hill. like, so well like chino hills was crazy but i remember when i was in high school and this was actually out in vegas um i remember like going to the um going to the zion Lamelo game and bro that game like i've never seen an aau game have more hype around it in my life like ball is life and all those cameras lined up underneath the rim I mean, there were fans everywhere. They had to have security guards like walk Zion in the gym, bro. It was absolutely nutty. Yeah, bro. Um, I wanted to go to that game, but I just couldn't. I obviously was there at that time. Yeah, but, um, it was crazy, bro. <laughs> it was definitely a must-see. The game itself wasn't great, but the hype around it was crazy. No, yeah. See, like, that's what... The, and the hype Zion has is just so fucking insane. Like he's been, he's been like the one of the most famous people on the planet since he was. Drake was wearing his fucking jersey in high school, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's been one of the most famous guys in, like almost one of the most famous basketball players in the world since he was like sixteen. Like, yeah, absolutely wild. If he, if he can just tap into that energy like LeBron did, bro, it's gonna be it's gonna be different. He could be the yeah, best left hander to ever exist. Yeah. I mean, a guy I really like right now, and I brought him up is, is Luca. I think, I think Luca could really be, could really be a problem. I mean, shit, he already is a problem, but I think he's going to be, he's going to be tough. Another guy I like too. He's a younger guy. He's kind of under the radar, but I think Tyler hero is going to be special. Uh, You look, you look like him. (laughs) Everybody says that. Um, Um, Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Down the stretch, I think he's going to be special. He's had some big games for the Heat this season. So, yeah, I think I think those two are – and obviously everybody kind of, you know, thinks I like them because of, of the white boy thing, which is like probably a little accurate because you got you got to you got to you got to support your support your clan. But nah, uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, pause. There's only a few of them in the NBA, bro. The NBA is like. 86% black, I'm pretty sure. So oh, yeah. You, it's you hard gotta, to get a hooper. The very white. few white boys, you got to cheer for them when they're cooking. And you're talking like white boy, like American white boy, not no Luca. Luca don't count. Well, I guess shit. I mean, if if we're counting American white boys only, then that's probably like 2 or 3% of the NBA because the only like American white boys there are is like shit. Doug McDermott, JJ Redick, Tyler Hero, Hayward, like – that's four guys. TJ Shout McConnell. out Jimmer Yeah, Jimmer Fredette's not even in the league anymore. You know what I mean? Like, Shout out Jimmer, though. Shout out to Jimmer. He's actually – I saw him this summer. He's from Colorado. Did you actually? Yeah, bro. He Well, he wasn't, like, born and raised here, but he actually lives in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And that gym I was working out at, he would always – he would pop by and work out there, and he would uh, play pickup there. And Shout out yeah. Henderson native Zach Collins. 
Hey man, I have a story about Zach Collins, but we will not we will not be sharing that on the air. I have a funny story to tell you. Yeah, you gotta tell me that later. Yeah, he Definitely. went to he went to my before he went to Gorman. He went to my rival middle school and played basketball there at Mannion. So like, hell of people I know know him. Like actually, like personally. Oh yeah, he went to Gorman. That's right, and he's out yeah. here in Portland. Yeah, which yeah. Is part of which is part of the story that I gotta tell you. Um, but no, I'm not gonna do my boy Zach Collins like that. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out Zach Collins, man. Henderson native. If you're listening to this podcast, share it with Dame. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get like someone like just absolutely like irrational uh, on the podcast. Like just all the stuff. Gary Trent. I just really, oh yeah, I actually knew that. He would always uh, talk about him. Gary Trent, bro, was was playing very decent on LeBron in those that first game. Gary Trent's going to be solid, bro. We've we've gone down to a Blazer game and like, Hung out with him. He's a cool guy. Yeah, you were telling me Super that. You cool got, guy. like, good tickets, right, for a, a couple of games. Yeah, yeah. He, like, hooks Ethan up all the time. So, Ethan be going and just taking people, and they chill with Gary after the game. Like, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings with him. Um, he's just a super chill guy. Like, it kind of feels like, you know, it kind of feels like you're just chilling with me. Like, he's just, he's just, a, he's just a kid, you know? No, yeah. And I, I'm, I still hold to what I said to you earlier to be true like i i think a podcast with me you and when and uh ethan would be hella funny so i think we should we should do that at some point absolutely i'm sure i'm sure you would love to be on so yeah i snapped him like not 30 minutes ago whenever we started this um uh and told him that we were going live so uh yeah um yeah basketball is a funny sport though bro it's it's it really in the bubble too. It really rewards like the best basketball players. But like, I feel like LeBron, like he's like trying to, he's starting to figure it out again. But like for him in the beginning, he was like trying to figure out how to play without like feeling the energy. Cause like I was telling this to LeBron needs fans, dude. I mean, if you're the greatest to ever exist or in your mind, you think that, you know, or if you're considered one, one of the greatest to ever exist, I feel like a fans is a big part of the energy you get. You know, you might not have that adrenaline rush if it feels like practice, bro. I can tell you right now, like I'm not LeBron James and I feel like I feed off the fans. You know what I mean? So yeah, everybody yeah, does, sure. bro. Everybody does. You know, I'm a mean? fucking like, punter and I beat off of fans, bro. It's just there's something else in this world that it's I was telling somebody on one of the podcasts this. There's this element you wouldn't watch sports if it didn't have this fan to competitor element that we all like love and engage. Absolutely. In. That's why especially you watch when, especially when y'all get the boxer den rocking when we're when we're at home, man. I was looking forward to that this year, but with COVID, I don't know, bro. Yeah, bro. And like, I think that's going to, if when football restarts again, I think that's going to be fucking insane if there's no fans. Not having fans, bro. I know. You know, like Seattle's the, field, the 12th bro. man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you will. Uh, we're not going to, we're not playing football until fucking the spring, anyways, now. So it's just like, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen, bro. Like, obviously, we get another yeah. year back. I don't even know if I'm going to take that other year. I already had an extra year, and it's just this whole That's thing. That's what I'm saying. Know? We might get it back, too. We might not start till January because we're probably about to do conference only. Oh, yeah. There's uh, the way it's looking, you guys are not going to play out of conference. No, yeah. I mean, unless we play like some NAIAs that are local, but we have a, we have a trip to Cali planned right now. And I mean, as of right now, it's a go, but bro, I bet you September fifteenth they shut all that down. Yeah, when's your guys? You're going September fifteenth. 
No, like that's when they're supposed to make some announcements. Um, but practice oh, okay. is actually supposed to start October 1st as of now. So that's kind of been my mindset, especially just getting back here and uh, throughout the summer was like, all right, by the time I get back to Forest Grove, end of August, early September, like I got to be as ready as possible. Yeah, no, yeah. And that's a good mindset to have. I mean, there's a lot worse mindsets to have, you know. Uh, my mindset right now has been let's get fucking strong, let's get big, and let's let's kick the ball fucking far, you know. And I think, <laughs> I've, and I think I've done that pretty well. So I'm just going to keep doing that. And then it's I also things- – it's one of those things, man. Like, it's kind of like, all right, you got like, especially with COVID too, when everything's kind of up in there. And I just think this is how you got to think of it. Like you can either sit around and wait for your opportunity or you can work while you wait and you can be as prepared as possible. So when that opportunity does come, it's like, you've been doing it this whole time. So that's kind of like my mindset is like, all right, are we going to start October 1st? Maybe, maybe not. If we do, I'm ready. If not, I'll be ready when we do start. And that's the same thing for you. Like with kicking, bro, you just gotta, you just gotta like continue to work out because like, shoot, whenever you guys do start, maybe it's the spring, you know, you gotta be ready to kick 50 yarders in the spring. You feel me? No, I do feel you. And, um, it's, it's a weird element when you're like, you're sitting there and you don't really know what you're grinding for, but you're grinding and you can see at some point you're going to be back. It's going to be back to somewhat of normal, you know? And that's what I really saw. in like, like, cause in for me, you know, in March and stuff, I figured we were still gonna have a season. So I was grinding for a season. And then all of a sudden July came and I had been grinding for so long and we just didn't have a season anymore. And I was like, well then where's my next target? And then they pushed to spring obviously. And I was like, all right, well then I'm just, I got this, this, um, this more extension of my off period to grind even harder, you know? And, you know, I'm just, I'm just like worried that spring's going to come and they're going to be like, yeah, we can't do this because, you know, you know, know, yeah, absolutely. I hear you. And I'm in the same boat. Like I don't want them to come back to us in January and be like, y'all can't play. But I mean, the bottom line is this bro. Hard work is undefeated. Like it really is. I mean, if you put the work in, you're already a step ahead of everybody else who isn't, you know, and that's half the battle. So you put the hours in that hard work is going to be undefeated. So the next time you do have that opportunity, which it should be the spring, I don't see why they'll, I don't think the NCAA can afford to shut this shit down again. So, um, when that springtime comes, bro, that hard work will pay off for you, bro. And I hope it does come. Uh, all right, here, here's here's something I want to know. Give me your top five NBA players right now. Not right now. Yeah, okay. Don't not just playoffs, not just in the bubble. Top five players in the league right now. You don't have to go in a specific order. I just want to hear. Does them. it include guys that are currently injured and not playing? Yes. Okay. I need because you're probably asking about KD. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So a, a lot of people aren't going to agree with this, bro. But I think Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA right now. All right. Then, you know, then Braun. It, it's tough between Braun and KD. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going Braun any day. I'm going Braun any day. I'm going to go KD over LeBron. Um, so we'll go KD, Braun. Um, and then I actually had this written down the other day. Um,
Yeah, I can't find it. Anyways, yeah, we'll go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Katie, Braun. Um, who am I missing? I guess I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis, and then I'm gonna go with Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go with Steph Curry. All right, that's a good five. But this, here's here's before I give you my five, I can never go KD over LeBron because he had to join the Warriors to get a ring. End of the story. That's it. I, I feel you, bro. But I mean, KD's just a bucket, bro. Like he's a seven foot point guard. That's what yeah. you gotta think. Like, well, I wouldn't say he's a point guard. Seven, he's not, but bro, like LeBron's is a seven nine. I mean, a six nine point guard. LeBron is clearly a point guard. I don't KD, think KD's a point guard, but if KD KD can do everything LeBron can do, pretty much. Oh no, KD cannot pass as good as LeBron. KD never had as good defense as LeBron had. LeBron has probably the best block in the history of sports. KD's a bucket, though, bro. No, he know. is a bucket. It's tough. I'd probably it's go tough. To. Here's, but here's I'd say five. those are definitely the top two players in the league right now, without question. Here's my five right now. Right. I wouldn't even right put Giannis now. in the top five, bro. No, a lot of people think. No, I wouldn't either. I'm going to yeah. go Braun, Kawhi, KD. Shit, bro. I could see Kawhi over KD just because of what he did in the playoffs. Right now. Just year. right now. Just right now. Um, fuck, bro. This is because I'm inclined to say Dame, but I'm not going to. Um, I just wouldn't put Dame over Steph yet, bro. No, I wouldn't like, either. A lot yes, of people Steph. are saying Dame. You got to remember, Steph is a two-time MVP, bro. No, like, yeah. And he has three rings. And he's the best shooter of all time. Um, shit, who am I going for my fifth? Honestly, Davis no, there? I'm honestly not throwing Anthony Davis. I'm throwing Harden over Anthony Davis because I think wow. right now, no, no, I think Harden right now is the best scorer in the NBA. Because just because KD over KD, no, just because KD's injured right now, I'm saying right okay, now, okay. I think. So you think Harden, he's the best scorer in the bubble? I think he's the best scorer just right now in general. I don't. We have to okay. see what KD does when he comes back because I watched Harden. And he's just like if he like you can't stop him. He's Harden's like, a bucket. I think Luca could be what Harden better than Harden ever was. But right now oh, Harden yeah. is fucking filthy, bro. Bro, Luca is gonna be his career is gonna be a lot better than Harden. I mean, bro, Luca's already averaging thirty, and he's our age. Yeah, that's disgusting, bro. Honestly, that's disgusting. You know what I mean? All right, top five players under twenty five. I'm gonna start. Since you went first, go I'm gonna ahead, go yeah. Luca. Okay. Devin Booker. Okay. Is Dame under 25? I don't think so, right? No, Dame's like okay. 28. Um, so Luca, Devin Booker. Fuck, you're gonna have to throw Giannis in there. He's 25, I'm pretty sure. Um, Giannis. You're forgetting a big one right here. If you want, I can help you out. Hold on, no, no, no. I'm still going. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. How old's okay. 80? He's 28. 26? 80 is probably 80 is like 26, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Donovan Mitchell's filthy. And Jamal Murray. That's where I'm going. Wow, bro. You forgot a big one. Who did I forget? You forgot Trey Young. Honestly, no, I'm not throwing him in there. I don't think he's better than Devin Booker. I don't think he's better than Luka. I don't think he's better than Giannis. I don't think he's better than Donovan Mitchell right now. And I don't think he's better. Oh, my God. Fuck Jamal Murray. I forgot the biggest one. Jason Tatum. Oh, I don't, I don't think Trey Young is better than any of them. See, I would probably keep that same list. I would probably go Luca, Book. I'd go Trey Young. And then who was the fifth guy you said? 
Wait, who? All right, I missed the third guy you said. Who you said? Luca Book, Trey Young, and who? Uh, I would say Luca Book, Trey Young, Tatum. Who was your fifth? Oh, I had um, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, you could. I would say it's probably between Donovan Mitchell and you know who else is pretty good is DeAndre Ayton, bro. Dude, Donovan Mitchell has had two fifty-point games in the same series. He's the six seed. He's up on the Nuggets. I can't say. Good, any, I can't say anyone's better than him, bro. I don't know, bro. I don't think he'd be doing that if they weren't in the bubble. To be honest, I think if there's fans, I don't think. I, I, I you could say the season. same about Luca, bro. In his first playoffs, Luca has been doing that, bro. Luca was. <laughs> Luca was averaging 35 or whatever. I know, but it's playoffs. It's a different feel. And because they're in the bubble, you can make the same argument. I don't think you Absolutely. will, but I'm just saying, I think you could make the same argument. I hear you. I hear you. Like, you know, you don't even know. Like Donovan Mitchell could be going even more insane because he hits the playoffs when, if there was you. fans, you know? So I, I don't like that argument because if you're going to make that argument, you got to make that argument for everybody. Fair, fair, fair. All right. I hear you. But yeah, they're dude. There we go. Oh my god! Honestly, I'm inclined to throw Zion in there just because I'm a believer, bro. I'm a big Zion. You believer. love Zion, bro. I fucking I love that guy, bro. I don't think Zion's done enough yet to Randall. <laughs> Randall, dude, that shit really made me cry. No, he hasn't for sure though. I'm jumping um, over the place, but he definitely when, uh, hasn't. Keep on. I was gonna ask you how is uh, so this is kind of like sidetrack, but um, how is how's the football team looking this year? Um, Dude, we were looking like we'd win up. fucking. We we're looking like we would win conference, bro. Like our so team. So you guys are you guys filthy. think you're a championship team this year? Dude, we're filthy, bro. Like honestly, our our weakest. I'm not even gonna say where our weakest player is because if anyone listens, I don't want to hurt their feelings. But absolutely not. Yeah. Well, we we have a very solid team, bro. A very solid team, bro. We have two returning first teamers on our line, and everyone's everyone's returning on the line. Kenyon's filthy. We got two solid Kenyon's ass running disgusting. backs. Shout out to Kenyon. Kenyon's we, disgusting. We That's got my two. God. We got two solid fucking running backs. Our, we we have a transfer who was at Oregon and out of JUCO. Who's probably I heard more. about him too. Kyle's I heard he's nice. filthy. Kyle is filthy. Ty is disgusting. And then on the defensive end, our two middle linebackers are fucking Adam and Gage. Our D line, it, we still got Tui, and then our and our secondary, we still got Chase, we still got Alika, we still got Declan, we still got Rob, we still got Kyle. Rob got, back, yep. We got a bunch of people who I I think, and then the special teams, bro, we got me, Zach, and Caden still coming back. So I mean, I think we're, we solid can team right there, solid, bro. I think like just based on what I saw last year from you guys, I just think secondary was where you guys were really hurting. So. Yeah, um, I think Rob getting injured was a big part of that. Yeah, yeah. And, so hopefully and, Rob can. And uh, and Koa being a freshman, I think Chase got injured too, and Alika was battling injuries. I think everyone being healthy. I think the biggest thing for our secondary was people staying healthy. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so, so good. I'm glad y'all are looking right. Yeah, as long as everyone stays healthy, you know, because that's the biggest thing, especially at a school like this. A lot of us aren't. It's not a lot of us isn't talent isn't the problem. It's injuries, you know. I feel like football. That's like always the biggest question going into the season. All right, mm-hmm. can this guy stay healthy? Can that guy stay healthy? Oh, Especially, if this guy goes down, yeah. what's going to happen? You know what I mean? No, exactly, and exactly. It's and it's really hard because those guys who are like below the people are usually freshmen. You know, right. usually the people who are the second stringers are freshmen. We're trying to develop, and so it's right. hard if someone one of those your best fucking super senior gets fucking injured, and you got to throw a yeah. goddamn freshman from who knows where in the game y'all had good y'all had good seniors last year though y'all had kobe gavin 
Both of those guys are great yeah. dudes yeah. and great football players. Yeah, and but we still had Kyle, and we still have Kyle, and Kyle is Kyle's huge. Shoot, that boy might need to play. Shout out he Kyle. He might bro. need to hoop. He might need to hoop, bro. Oh we, my we, god, we, he's just he's nasty at hooping too. We can use an extra big or two. <laughs> I think we might go hoop today at that park if you uh, if you want to come. Where at? So we be going to the skate the skate park. I don't know if Kyle goes, but oh, the one our, at our house scars. Yeah, we usually go to that skate park. I know what you're talking there. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, all right. So football is gonna be good. I'm I'm excited to see that, bro. Y'all were solid last year. I'm yeah, bro. To see y'all play this year. I was so excited for this fall season, but I mean, you know, you can't, you can't, hey, you got to do with what you got. You got to do with what you got. Trust your work. You gonna be ready. Yeah, bro. I mean, I'm, I'm excited though. And how are you guys looking for basketball though? That's a, that's a good question. So yeah, obviously we lost Marcus. He was a big piece. Shout out. That to was Marcus. he was shout out Marcus. He was a huge piece. That man was disgusting. Yeah, he's one of my one of my good friends. And you ever uh, want to get on the podcast, Marcus? You're always welcome. Yeah, Marcus is my dude, man. So uh, losing Marcus was big. Um, but honestly, uh, I think the future is bright. I think the culture uh, is already like looking better. Um, I think some of those guys. You know, a lot of the guys who helped us last year are going to help us this year. Um, and then obviously Ethan and I were hurt last year. So it'll help, you know, having Ethan back for sure. Cause Ethan is just a tremendous player, man. Like I know a lot of people just missed him last year. And I think, I think he feels like he's got something to prove and he definitely does. I can tell you right now. I mean, I don't know a point guard in the, in the Northwest conference better than Ethan. Like, I can't really? name one. I think Ethan's one of the best point guards in Division Three basketball and probably around the country, man. Like, Ethan, Ethan's as good as they come. Shout out, um, Ethan, man. He's one of my favorite dudes. Obviously, he's my roommate, but just, like, he's one of my favorite dudes to play with, too. Uh, just because as a shooter, I mean, the dude just always finds me. Uh, like, in even in times where, like, I don't even think I'm open, he'll, he'll find me. Um, so I love playing with him. He's going to help us a lot. Um, and I just think we, ha- I think we have some good pieces, uh, coming back. Uh, there's going to be a couple of freshmen that'll probably help us out considering we lost a few, uh, seniors and a few, uh, you know, a few guys transferred out. Um, so we'll see. Um, but I think the conference this year is wide open. I mean, Whitman's head coach left. So the powerhouse, the whole dynasty at Whitman, that's over with, um, so Whitman's actually not going to be as good as they were in the past. If you were at that game last year, you remember? Yeah. Uh, they're pretty solid. Uh, so that dynasty at Whitman's uh, is over. So really we got to worry about Whitworth. We got to worry about Linfield and then the rest of the games are going to be dogfights. So I just think we got to take every game seriously. I mean, even if it's, you know, we got to take George Fox seriously. We got to take Lewis and Clark seriously. I mean, we'll lamb it. Everybody, we got to, we got to really take every single conference game and maybe maybe only having conference this year will help emphasize that. But we really got to take every conference game seriously uh, if we want to make a push, which I think we can. And uh, obviously, we have Nick Dryman coming back freshman of the year last year. Uh, shout out Nick Dryman. So uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. sick, bro. That's sick. Um, is uh, Devin coming back? Devin left. He did. Devin, Devin left. Yeah, and he, that was big for us. I think Devin was one of the bigs who you know, could have developed into somebody who could have really helped us. But, you know, obviously he felt like 
Um, you know, we lost Devin, and then we also lost Terrence. He was a big piece for us too. So oh, he left too. Um, yeah, so two guys that you know played some minutes, um, losing those two. What about what about the? Uh, oh, you did. What about the other big yeah. uh, Trey? Did you lose him too? No, Trey stayed. So uh, I know he just came off knee surgery, but he should be healthy for the season. So. Well, that's good that you guys kept one of your bigs, though, because like I remember, like that's you, you. You need a bigs, and you still got Cam Jones. <laughs> Cam Jones, man. Uh, but you guys, are, like, I mean, you can't lose too many bigs, you know, because it's hard to throw a freshman big guy in there, you know. Right, and we got Big Drew still too, so that'll be good. I mean, we and then we got Brendan, Mario, Colin, um, and then Schmood, me. That's pretty much the returners. So, um, yeah, that's know. crazy, bro. You're gonna have to somebody, some other of those people are gonna have to step up, man. Returners are going to have to step up. We're going to have to play together, um, and we're just going to have to buy in. I think a lot of it is just buying in because, obviously, we run the system. Yep. Um, and we play a little bit of a different style of play. So I think the biggest thing is everybody just has to buy in. the system. And I agree, man. I, you guys play like the wing – I said you guys play like the wing and tee of basketball. You know what wing and tee is? No, I don't. It's the um, – it's the formation in football that they all have like everyone bundled together and then they do those like there's like triple options and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's, it's, uh, hectic. Yeah, you guys so if you guys don't know, they they rotate five they rotate all five people out like every what what is it? How many minutes? We we do five in, five out every minute, minute and a half. So that's insane, like bro. Platoon swap, it's fast paced, we're pressing. Um you know, we're we're basically just trying to get the best to tire out the, the other shot team. possible as quick as possible. Yeah. So it's, it's a running gun basketball, man. Um, but you know, somebody who's like really good in the press too. Chris Kobayashi is pretty good. Um, we got some guys in the press who can like really run, you know, Chris. And then, uh, you know, Jared Cattell, uh, he's pretty good in the press. Mario is pretty good in the press. So like, it's really just like guys who can kind of run, get steals and then, all right, spot up three or, you know, drive and kick for a three or get a layup. Yeah. It's only threes and layups, you know, and free throws. We don't shoot mid-range shots. Yeah, it's cr- the way you guys play basketball is I've never seen it before. I mean, it's not bad, but I just, like, I've never seen it before. No, it's different, and especially, like, not having mid-range. Mid-range is kind of a dying breed, especially in, like, you know, the NBA, too. A lot of NBA teams are kind of getting away from the mid-range because percentage-wise it's just – not high. I mean, the mid-range jump shot's a 27% shot. You know what I mean in the NBA? Yeah. So it's like NBA teams are shooting. Let's say, let's say Damian Lillard shoots 10 mid-range shots a game. You know, he's gonna he'll probably hit like you know eight or nine out of ten, right? But obviously not. You know, every player is Damian Lillard. So you know, collectively as a team, let's say you shoot 10 mid-range shots a game. You know, the New York Knicks are probably gonna make two or three out of ten. Right. So you just look out to look percentage wise and layups and, and threes are just higher percentage shots. So it's honestly kind of crazy that layups are a higher. I mean, not layups. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that a layup is a higher. No, it's crazy that a three is a higher percentage, though. I think, I think it wouldn't be right. Just, yeah, I think a lot of it is not necessarily the distance, but like a like the rhythm. Right. Because when you catch and shoot, you're in rhythm and you can just kind of let it fly. I think with mid-range, it's kind of hard to spot up um, in mid-range without clogging space. 
Um, what's nice about the three ball is, you know, you can attack downhill, get to the paint, and then you can just kind of kick to a guy as the help defense come, and that's just a rhythm uh, shot, and it's nice and smooth. So I think that's what makes the percentage go up, and then it's obviously when guys start to put it on the deck and pump fake and um, get a little bit, you know, uh, more crafty with it, I think that's when, you know, that's why the mid-range shot's tough. Yeah, I mean, if you got that fadeaway, though, down, you're fucking disgusting. I mean, why do you think Kobe, MJ, LeBron, I mean, all of them... All of them got that down. That's one of my favorite oh, shots yeah. in basketball. Is that is that um is that like see their step back mid range shot or like the fadeaway um, mid range shot? Oh, I love the step back, man. I love the step back. But I mean, the fadeaway. You don't want to know what would happen to me if I shot one of those in the game. What would happen? Are you get your shit swatted? No, I'd get benched. Really? Even if it went in, even if it went in, they'd be mad. Like you just can't shoot shots like that. You got to shoot. You got to have you know good shot selection. Yeah. Like no, yeah, I get it. I, I, I get, I get why your coach does it. Um, it's just like, I feel like I've always just saw like, if you, if someone's hot, you don't take them out of the game, you know? hundred percent. And that's what everybody kind of says is, you know, no, what if you hit five threes in a row and then they take you out? Like you're going to be mad. I mean, yeah, obviously, but I mean, that's just one of those things where you got to be able to stay hot. And then also when you're on the bench, it's, it's quick, you know, I mean, yeah, it's only like a minute or two minutes and then right back in. So well, I was just like thinking getting cold. I was just thinking for like Marcus sake, like he would go in and just fucking ball out and just get taken out. And I'm just Dude, like, bro, this would score like 15 points in a minute. <laughs> and then I'd be like, bro, I'm like, and I'm just like, like, even as like a fan sake, we want to see him keep balling, you know? Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's a different, it's definitely a different style of play when they recruited me. Um, I kind of heard about it cause there was actually another school in Iowa uh, called Grinnell and they recruited me really hard in high school and they were just trying to get me to do the same thing that Pacific basically has me doing is they were just come here and shoot threes. Um, Isn't that so. what fucking um, Ethan went? Ethan? No, not Ethan, not Ethan, uh, Trent. Yes, that is where Trent went. Yes, yes, Trent and Jordan went there, and they played football there. Yeah, so they run the system too, and they play just like us. So, um, yeah, so I heard of it, and then when Lunt, you know, gave me the call and was like, come to Pacific, he was like, yeah, we run the system. And I was like, I'm pretty familiar with it, um, not entirely uh, with everything, but, like, I've heard of it, and I know the style of play. So, for me, it's a good fit, right, just being a shooter because I can pretty much spot up yeah. And catch and shoot. And that's my job. That's my focus. That's my game. So um, for me, it's a good thing, but it, it's definitely not for every player. No. Yeah. I mean, I think for you guys, for you shooters, it's honestly probably the best, one of the best case scenarios, bro. Like it's, it's like your Dude, game. It's great. I mean, you could score freaking a hundred points yeah. if you wanted to. Facts, bro. Facts. Um, it's just for someone who's like is filthy and deserves to be in the game basically the whole game. I just feel bad. It was tough for Marcus because a lot of Marcus's game is yeah. like isolation, you know? I mean, Marcus is so good with the ball in his hands. So, um, you know, obviously we, we give the ball and we're like, all right, Marcus, go get a bucket. Yeah. Um, you know, because sometimes when we knew we were in trouble, it's like, all right, there's six seconds on the shot clock, give the ball to Marcus, let him work. Uh, I think it's tougher for guys like that just because, like, we don't really – have like there's not really any room for isolation play in the system 
Um, so guys with game like Marcus, I think that's why Marcus like would get frustrated sometimes. But I mean, he made the most of it for sure. I mean, he had some some big games this year. He had some big games his junior year. Like, so yeah, if your game is more like isolation based, it's definitely uh, definitely not uh, not ideal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, you guys are still pretty. You guys could be really good though with that style of play if you guys just figure it out and like. We just, just do your due diligence. We just gotta trust each other and trust the coaches. Facts. It's a big one. Trusting coaches, man. That's a big one, bro. It's really, it's really, it's really easy for a player to have like this ego that they are they're not gonna trust the coaches. You know, for any sport, really. Yeah, I mean, but I would say definitely football and basketball are two sports where like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, football and basketball players, they just think they're the shit. And it's like I think a lot of it is like. First of all, we all have confidence, man, because all of us work our asses off, you know? Yeah. So that's where that confidence comes from. Um, but I just think, like, it's definitely an ego thing in, in sports like football and basketball because everybody just has so much pride, man. Everybody wants to compete. Yeah, that's facts, man. Everybody – I mean, I'm just – I like, I always tell people, I don't really play football. I play, like – a subset of this crazy thing inside of football. Cause like the sport I play is not like a football player's sport. Like it's a, it's a whole different thing that you know, but I mean, it's a, it's something that you like, like it's part of the game, bro. You know how many football teams win games because no, they yeah. kickers like can kick, you know what I mean? So it's just like different. Like the mindset's different, you know, like you can't go harder and then be better, you know, have a better game. Like if you're in, if I mean, I'm obviously like, I don't know, obviously quarterbacks kind of the same. Yeah. But if you're like mad in football, you can play fucking well. If you're mad and kicking, fuck no, you're going to shank the shit out of the ball, bro. Yeah. Like, kicking's I mean, actually a lot like basketball, bro. And yeah. Like shooting, yeah. You know, it's like, cause it, like, yeah, keep going. It's like, well, for me, I'll just say like, for me, I know like myself, like I gotta have, I have this next shot mentality where it's like, no matter how many times I miss, I know I got to shoot the next one because I know I'm a good shooter. So it's like, I have the confidence in my shot to shoot, but I know if I get frustrated, I'll start overthinking. I'll catch the ball and be like, I need to hit this. Mm-hmm. And then my mind will just be racing instead of just focusing on the game. That's kind of what Danny Green's going through right now in the bubble, I think. Like, yeah, he's having a tough time. I mean, he, I try not to even think out there, bro. He was he's he hit like four threes yesterday, though. So I mean, I think it's just it sucks when you're like one of the best shooters, in, like you're the whole time in the NBA, and then all of a sudden you're struggling, you know? And you go through a slump. Yeah, it happens to the best of us, bro. It real. does. It does. It does. But all right, no, it's been an hour. I'm gonna cut it here. It's good talking to you. Um, yeah, man. Thank you for having me on. I had I fun. We got to do it again. Um, I'm down to do it with Ethan or just you again. Um, it'll be up. Let's get it. I just got to. I just got to put the intro and outro in it, and then it will be all posted, so you can share it. I'll send you the link. All right. Perfect, brother. Thanks, Noah. See ya. Yeah. All right, guys, that was episode 14 with Noah. If you guys did stay the whole time, thank you. Give it a like, download, and share it to your friends. If you guys want to be on the podcast, please hit me up on Twitter or Instagram on my podcast account. Other than that, shirts will be out soon, guys. I'll see you guys in episode 15.